Welcome back to Wrestling is for Girls, a podcast for everyone. This podcast is brought to you by the tag team of Abigail and Jillian, who, unlike this week's hardcore match, are actually super duper hardcore. I am Jillian, and I am here, as always, with co-host extraordinaire Abigail. How are you, Abigail? I, I'm just, I'm not sure that I'm super duper hardcore. <laughs> Um, I saw a baby get freaked out about petting a goat today and I, I teared up a little cause it was so cute and, uh, and sweet. So I just don't think I'm very hardcore. And that's what makes you hardcore. It's like that one direction <laughs> song. <laughs> that's what makes me beautiful. Yeah. I am so excited to talk about this week's wrestling with you. I am as well. We have a lot to go over cause we also have to do our picks for this weekend's payback pay-per-view i'm very excited about it so i'm going to dive right in with smackdown smackdown opens with a really touching i think moment of silence for both bray wyatt wyndham rotunda and terry funk um it was really sweet it was very like emotional i think a very kind way to honor them and then i saw some folks have um armbands yeah some say bray some say wyndham so I thought that was really kind. I thought they did a really good job at two things. One was throughout the night. You know, I think a lot of the focus is on Bray Wyatt because he was so mm -hmm. young. You know, he's working with his contemporaries still. But, like, they made an effort to, like, honor everybody, which was yes. really nice. Like, it didn't feel like Terry Funk was neglected. Right. Um, also, like that was a really touching video package given the fact that like you know Wyndham Rotunda did not play the most like cute and cuddly character yeah but they pulled everything together to really like show why people loved him as a person and I thought that was really and also just what a great competitor he was so I thought it was really good it was really good got me a little I'm not gonna lie I know I was like sitting on the couch I'm like I knew this was gonna be sad <laughs> anyway it's still weird it's still sad it does um, so did, i don't know if you saw the video of sammy Zayn talking about how it like it doesn't feel real and that's really relatable i think it just doesn't feel reasonable yeah i haven't seen the video but i know exactly what you mean like it's it's just so shocking i think that's just like no that's you're not supposed to die that young no well um let's move on to something that's less touching which is grayson waller um <laughs> grayson waller is taking on ray mysterio i think i've decided that i need grayson waller to do a rebrand re like maybe then i would like him okay tell me more about this what do you mean like what do you want to see from grayson i want it like right now he's just kind of like I don't want him to be a dude. Like right now he's just kind of a dude. He's of, like an obnoxious kind of heel, obviously, right? But like- He's fratty, yeah. I need him to be a little dirtier. Like I was like, let's throw him in the judgment day. Let's dye his hair black. Mm, let's like put him, him in up some a leather. Let's just like, yeah. I mean, he and Rhea can be Australian buddies. I like that. I just- he, he feels so clownish to me and not in a fun way. He's a very silly fuck boy in many ways. Yeah. 
And it is a little bit of a bummer, I think, because we saw that sort of like harder side of him in that match with Johnny Gargano. Yes, I want that back. Yeah, like bring back that Grayson, please. That Grayson is pretty cool. And it, like, I don't understand. Was he, he wasn't, sorry. Was he supposed to be that Grayson on NXT as well? And it's just like, this was some weird standout thing. I really don't know. Okay. You know, I wasn't following NXT closely enough at that point. Okay. Because I just, ugh. All right. Well, um, during this match, uh, whiny pants Austin Theory interrupts. (laughs) He is so whiny right now. He really is. He's like, sam winchester levels of whiny so i just am kind of like okay dude thankfully santos comes out and beats him up (laughs) santos is just like i'm not gonna let this stand like in a world where things are just there cannot be austin theory and i respect that about him a lot he just keeps granting my wishes and i really appreciate it a good dude for sure a totally good dude so obviously i mean this is all leading up to their match at payback. Mm. Um, so we'll see. I don't know. I really don't want Austin Theory to win anything ever again. I have so many thoughts about this. Like this is one of the ones when we do predictions, I'm very interested to talk with you about because okay. I'm like, what if this happens? What if that happens? So yeah, I kind of wanted to save it until then. And I realized I threw that into really, but anyway, you it's okay. You're all right. Look, this is an award-winning podcast. We break <laughs> the rules. Just when they think they know the answers, like Roddy Piper, we change the questions. Uh, we are what people call disruptors. So, you know. We are <laughs> mavericks. Disruptor mavericks. Mavruptors. Okay. Speaking of mavruptors, <laughs> American Nightmare Cody Rhodes appears a little bit later. He disrupts everything, yes. And he does a nice little tribute to Terry Funk. Um, and then they have a nice little video package for Terry Funk. I thought this was all really well done. Like um, when I saw that Terry had passed, you know, on, on like Instagram, like lots of wrestlers were talking about just like how important he was. And I think that like, mm-hmm. it was really nice to see. Like, it was just kind of cool for people to be like, he like lived and breathed wrestling and he was like, one of the best of us i just thought that was nice it was cool for me because like i'm not well educated in wrestling of yesteryear right like the foundations of the modern Mm -hmm. era of wrestling yeah so i learned a lot Mm -hmm. and i was reminded of the fact that terry funk was in roadhouse and he was great in roadhouse one of the greatest movies of all time and he was great in it i was reminded that he was in over the top which i have seen (laughs) so many times it is the greatest film about parent child relationships and arm wrestling ever created have you ever seen the movie fair i have seen over the top i'm curious about why you've seen it so many times when i was a kid i saw it when i was a kid like i was a little kid i just loved it so much i don't know if i had a crush on the like the sun i don't remember yeah. what it was but it was on tv a lot so i just watched it all the time and also like i loved sylvester Stallone, right like rocky was very much in the atmosphere of my entire childhood right. so i was just like yes arm wrestling let's do this <laughs> delightful um i only remember seeing it once but it's a very vivid memory i remember watching it with my dad who was oddly enough not a professional arm wrestler 
I just, I gotta watch it again because there's like so many parts of it that just like have seeped into my psyche. Like whenever I, not that I arm wrestle a lot, but you know, if you're like gonna play arm wrestle with somebody, I do the like thumb wrap thing that (laughs) I always do. Obviously, it's kind of a joke. But then I remember the song, like, I'm like, got to make it over the top, or something like that. So I have known you. I have known you for going on 20 years and, and there are still things that can surprise me. That's beautiful. I'm an enigma Uh, wrapped inside of a pizza. We need to watch this together and make it a very special episode. Well, in April. In April. We reunite. Next summit. So excited. Okay. So after this cody's very excited because he's gonna enter he's like been authorized (laughs) dad gave him the permission slip he's good to go to announce that there's gonna be a tag team match with hardcore like a hard hardcore rules hardcore tag team match so like yes based on what we saw in the videos of Terry Funk's hardcore match based on the understanding that like Terry is the reason we have tables, ladders and chairs matches. Yes. Terry is the reason that people like regularly just about kill themselves on these things. I'm like, holy shit. They're doing a hardcore match. This is crazy. Okay. It's when it, it's going to be brawling brutes versus street profits. One quick comment. I I hate both of their wrestling outfits. I think they all look dumb. You didn't like those wicked epaulets that Montez was sporting? It's the coloring Damn. of the clothes. I don't know. It looks too circusy. Fair. It was very ringmaster. I will give you that. Like like when they wear their suits, they look amazing, but those little outfits, I, I can't. Sure. Um so I don't know about you, but I kept waiting for this match to actually become hardcore. (laughs) Right. I was like, any minute now, we're going to have some, you know, John Moxley style skewers in the forehead and, uh, (laughs) or like a chair or, I don't like some fucking thing. And no, oddly enough, it was, it was hardcore in the way that I am hardcore. Not at all. (laughs) Like, and I don't think it was just because they like introduced it via like Terry Funk, King of Hardcore, but like it was like the least hardcore thing I've ever seen. It, uh, it would have been fine to like have some other kind of match in his honor. Yeah, exactly. If you couldn't do the hardcore thing. And I, I'm sure some of it has to do with like TV deals and like, yeah. they don't do like intentional blood anymore, but like, right. you could have at least had tables, ladders and chairs in a more, uh, you know, integral way. Yeah. You could have done the folding chair on the head thing. Like, yep. Jumping. Yeah. I mean, there's anyway, um, you could have brought th- out a stick wrapped in barbed wire, something. Yes. I think the most brutal thing of the entire match, the most hardcore thing, is when Bobby Lashley comes in and just spears the shit out of Butch. Like, 
That was maybe the best and most brutal spear. I, I mean, Butch sold the hell out of it. He's so small. It's like, oh my <laughs> God, I think Butch is gone. Like maybe the hardcore part is that Butch gave his life for this match. I don't know. <laughs> it's like, oh no, we're going to have a video package for Butch. I'm sorry, Butch. We love you. <sighs> anyway, I was, I was disappointed. I, I would have rather not had the expectation for the hardcore match in yeah. my head. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. Cause like, uh, these guys, Ridge Holland excluded, put on a great match and i mean ridge did his thing he's fine yeah you know he's just not exciting to me but like i the match would have been great without the expectation that it was a hardcore match yeah i think it i couldn't i think i honestly missed some of the wrestling because i kept looking like waiting for it to be hardcore so i was just like you know i couldn't see the forest for the trees like you know all of a sudden i expected that like ridge holland would have a trash can yeah. And he's like putting Angelo Dawkins in it or something. And that never yeah. happened. So it was very strange. Very strange. Well, let's scooch onward and talk about Los Angeles bronze boy night. This, uh, this is a big week for LA night. Ms. Mm -hmm. Rivalry mm -hmm. big forget. He is bronze. You're right. He's, he's so bronze. And I remember it's ready. <laughs> he painted them on, especially for tonight. For real. I remembered when I was watching this, I was like, we're just watching as he's coming out. I'm like, oh, I just remembered that Bray was the one to call LA Los Angeles night. That's where we started yes. doing it because of Bray. Bray gave us, Bray gave us so many things. I know in his far too short career, like so many points of joy and Los Can, Angeles night was one of them. I really hate that his last match was the mountain. Dew <laughs> pitch black I match. hate that so much. First of all, if I was LA night, I don't know if I would ever be able to look myself in the mirror again, knowing that I participated in that man's last match. And it was that match. <sighs> that was not either competitor's fault. That was just a no. shit commercial of a match. Yeah. It wasn't their fault. Uh, well, uh, I really enjoyed this segment. I thought his, his, his kind of tribute to Bray right in the beginning of his promo was really nice. It was, it really was like, I think he did a great job of it being like really like appropriate, but then also tied it in really well to like what he's going, what he has going on with Miz. And then he had this Miz voice, which was amazing. I thought his Miz <laughs> voice was fantastic. Everybody uh, did their opponent's voice this week in this rivalry, <laughs> and it was not to spoil anything ahead, but oh my goodness. Yes, it was wonderful. Magical. Like the hilarity that's happening and just the, the, the sick burn of it's okay if I'm a fad because you never were. Mm -hmm. It's a very, very good burn. It was so good. Like he... I'm sure he rehearsed this, right? He's not doing off the cuff yes. here. So like he did a much better job than when he's just randomly throwing things. <laughs> so I really liked this promo. I thought it was great. Um, he, it did feel a little more polished than when he just sort of says crazy things. Yeah. 
Um, there was also a point where he kind of implied that the spirit of Bray Wyatt enabled him to talk so much shit about the Miz. And I think that wherever, whatever afterlife Wyndham Rotunda would have preferred, he probably was delighted to hear that there. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. That's <laughs> awesome. You're right. Oh. Well, leading out of this, we have uh, the, I guess, main event of the night. Uh, like, weirdly, it didn't feel main eventy to me, but um, it was Finn versus Los Angeles Knight. It was, which was an unexpected yeah. thing. And also, uh, where's your visitor's pass, young man? Where is it? I mean, I don't even know. So um, I was watching this live on, on Hulu and like my feed was like jacked up for a little bit. So I missed some of it. Mm -hmm. um, like I didn't really, I mean, obviously it was a wrestling match, <laughs> but um, the, the main thing I want to talk about here is that so LA wins the match and I said, uh-oh, Corey said that Los Angeles has momentum. Bum, bum, bum. Doesn't bode well for payback. Doesn't bode well. Never does. Although, you know what? I'm starting to feel like dad is throwing all the rules out. So maybe it doesn't, <sighs> maybe it doesn't matter. I don't know. I don't know anymore. You know, dad, if you're going to throw out all the rules, how about you start listening to us? Right. We have some great Although, rules. I want to not directly related to this match, but sort of related. Okay. This week's SmackDown and Raw were remarkable for the fact that we did not have like two minute no point matches. Yeah. It was we had nice. longer matches, more interesting. We had probably the best week in women's wrestling that I can recall in recent history. Mm hmm. So, like, Dad, it was great that you listened to those things, but we have some more suggestions. We do. Was there anything about this match in particular you wanted to mention? Um, I was really proud of Los Angeles that he got the leap to the top rope right this time. Yeah. Well done, buddy. I, you know, I say that as someone who I have no hope of executing <laughs> that at all. I would die. So sincerely, good work. Uh, somehow I would like manage to peel all the flesh off my leg, like slipping down. Yes. The accidentally. Like someone would be like, where is your leg below the knee? And I'd be like, I have no idea. Let's not talk about it. <laughs> It'll show up sooner or later. Whatever. <laughs> I mean, Finn got owned again. Mm -hmm. Poor Finn. Do we know why this match happened? Like, no. was there a lead to this? It was just like, oh, they're going to wrestle. I think it was just, oh, they're going to wrestle. Okay. okay. I wanted to make sure I didn't miss something because I, I, it's always possible that I miss things. You are on top of the shit. You are an ace sports reporter. Oh, that's so kind. Does the, oh, I was trying to make some clever segue. Would you like to get raw and talk about raw? I would absolutely like to join one of the greatest sports reporters of all time. Whoa. As we get raw. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. I might be just the most hardcore sports reporter. I don't know any other sports reporters. <laughs> How dare you? So. <laughs> so we open raw on a very cheerful note. Sammy Zane, who's coming out, being adorable. So cute. No KO in sight. Just Sammy coming out. And then we have Damien Priest. Adorable are in his fight. own way. He also doesn't have any friends. No, everyone's it's trying to do it for themselves solo. tonight. 
I noticed something about I hadn't really paid attention to this before, but like the the like entrance um like graphic or whatever that's happening, the video that's playing behind Damien when he comes out. There's just like these wings that are kind of like flapping. Yeah. They're not connected to anything except themselves really. And I'm like, this looks really cool when they frame the camera right and it looks like the wings are like coming out from behind him. But if you yes. have the camera up higher, it just looks they're just gross and like connected to nothing, just like flapping wings. Just like someone ripped them right off a pigeon. Yeah. <laughs> it's really yeah. disconcerting. But when it lines up nicely, it's super cool. Do you know what it's reminiscent of? Hmm. Twilight. In the biology room when Edward is framed by the taxidermied owl. And he's oh, got the wings. God. Yeah. <laughs> they did <laughs> Conspiracy theory. Damien Priest loves Twilight. Just think it's a very compelling story, okay? I mean, everybody wants to sparkle in their own way, don't they? It's the skin of a killer, Rhea. It's the skin <laughs> of a killer. Oh, man. I really feel like um, Dominic would be Mike. Yeah, he's got Mike scenario. Newton energy real hard. Yeah, Mike Newton. I almost said Mike Dexter, <laughs> which is like so tangentially related. Okay, it really is. <laughs> anyway, <though. laughs> I know. <laughs> um, so we're told that both Sammy and Damien have asked their buds to stay behind. They just want mano a mano these two dudes sammy does that Very fun horrible. little butt jump off the rope did you see that yeah. little butt jump he did that was cool i think it's cool yeah i dig has that. he done that before yeah i think but it's like a, a okay. rare pleasure right okay 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 because i was like i think he oh, has i've never noticed but like again i'm really good at missing things it's like if it's not like somehow <laughs> romantically inclined then i might miss Fair. it so there. The butt jump off the off the top rope might not be romantically inclined all the time. So, um, speaking of not romantically inclined, JD McDumbface interferes. So I just I want to get this straight that we can't make fun of his head, but we can't call him JD McDumbface. <laughs> That's a yes. wonderful insult. I am not criticizing you. <laughs> uh, well. It he does kind interfere of goes with McDonough, McDumbface. I love McDumbface. That's that high tech. But so he interferes. Damien wins, and gee, wouldn't you know it? Damien hates it. He's so ungrateful. Like I mean, JD did kind of hand you the win, whether he's your boy or not. I... But it's like, I mean, think about it. Like your boyfriend now has this other boyfriend so their guy that boyfriend oh, is it. like hey buddy let me help you out like you're not gonna want that i think one thing they're doing really well with jd mcdonough is he's the he's the guy who tries too hard to be your buddy Ugh, yeah and the harder he tries the more you hate him uh-huh and you've go there's always this one dumb friend who's like no he's great it's like no he's the worst because he's too nice and i don't like him <laughs> yeah you can't trust him. <sighs> so Damien's like, get out of my face, dummy. I don't like you. Stop trying to help me. I don't need your help. Have you looked at me? 
And then KO shows up because he is a wonderful human being. And he and Sammy start beating up on JD McDumbface, which is just like the best possible outcome in this situation, I think. They really give JD the what for. And Damien really does <laughs> not care. He's like, that's cool. <laughs> good work, guys. We're not really tight, but good work. Um, favorite moment of this segment. Would you like to hear it? I'd love to hear it. After the end, Sammy gives KO a big hug, and KO's like, Yeah, okay, that's good. Let go. <laughs> I always love when he's like, All right, all right, that's enough. Sammy, it's so that's enough. Cute. Like, Sammy's like, I would like to hang on you for the next 10 minutes. And Kale's like, No, thank you. No, Sammy, no. Sammy loves to hug, and KO has him on a budget of 12 hugs per <laughs> year. Now, he can have one a month, or he can use them however he sees fit, but he gets 12 every year yeah it's great it's wonderful <laughs> i feel like in that arrangement there's like a 13th hug and the 13th hug sammy gets to hold for as long as he wants it's like the that's like his it's like his christmas case. gift every year oh it's his money in the bank he has a little briefcase and he pulls out a slip of paper and it says one free hug. adorable that's so cute i love that well Speaking of um, big hugs and like sweet pairs, we have Drew backstage with Matt. I mean, Matt shows up a little bit after Drew is grumpily looking at a photograph of himself that Matt has mocked up for him wearing Matt's tiny pants. I think... <laughs> It's kind of incredible. Like, do you remember when Jey Uso made that whole like Law and Order trial film yes. Yes. one weekend with iMovie? And now, like, Matt Riddle has gotten out the Photoshop and photoshopped some tiny neon trunks onto Drew. I mean, the talents that these men have are truly incredible. I like to imagine that Drew actually, they actually took this photo. Like, he actually put on tiny pants and they took the picture for this. It makes sense, like, right? Because it'd be much cheaper just to have him put on the pants. Well, it'd probably be far less frustrating. Mm -hmm. Photoshop's hard Photoshop <laughs> from an old person. We're not as good at it as Matt Riddle. <laughs> so Matt Riddle is the clingiest boyfriend. Like, this is what Ew. I've decided. He is the clingiest boyfriend. It's just like, dude, you are not taking any hints, are you? But I feel like Drew needs to stop hinting and stop being mealy mouth, right? Like if someone is like pursuing you to this degree and you're not into it, like use your big yep. boy words, put on your big boy kilt, get your big boy sword and be like, I don't have time for this, Matt. I'm focused on the gold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I am undone. I think to be fair, Drew has kind of tried to tell him and Matt's just like, no, dude, wait, and like cuts him off. Bro. It's like, bro, I just I don't think you're feeling the vibes. It's like I'm not feeling the vibes, Matt. That's what I am I am saying. Ugh. Yeah. So this little segment was a delight. It was pretty great. Also, like Matt Riddle's nails are always flawless. I know. I love that he paints them. He just like, I don't know if he does it or someone does it for him. We've talked about this before, but they're always flawless. And I'm so jealous. Maybe he gets nail wraps. Maybe. Those are, those are for anybody to do. Just like 
wrestling is for everyone nail wraps are for everyone and at our summit we used what was this brand brand? lily and fox nail wraps and they were amazing and lily and fox if you want to sponsor us and not matt riddle that would be pretty great matt riddle's doing fine we need the help it's true that was fun i I really like their nail wraps mine lasted a long time they're a good product not sponsored obviously well, speaking of good products, we have Raquel Rodriguez promoing. I mean, I guess it's like a little promo video, right? A very like produced a video about Raquel. Yeah. Like um, the the parts that stuck out to me is where she says that she was bigger and stronger than Rhea. Mm. Do you think she's bigger and stronger than Rhea? You know, I think she's likely bigger than Rhea because while Rhea projects like largeness she's actually not the biggest person yeah i think she's like, like five, everyone seven or something yeah like sometimes i am like oh right she's not a giant but she just projects this sense of like statuesque goddess shit wherever she goes it's true i'm trying um, to find out how tall she is apparently she's five foot eight okay i feel like raquel might be bigger but she's also claimed that she's five foot nine amazing she's like you she's incrementally bumping it up an inch every time um let's see raquel rodriguez on the fly research these people were born in the 80s 90s and i'm just like i can't disgusting (sighs) oh my gosh there's a picture of her from 2016 and she's the littlest baby um her build height is six feet now so. I don't know if she's six feet or not, but I I do get the sense that is she more powerful than Rhea? I feel like they're pretty evenly matched. Yeah, I I when I watched this, I was like, mm, no, but there's only one way to settle this. They've both got to deadlift Kevin Owens under controlled circumstances. I would love that. I think we've Kayo seen Rhea that. do it. Yeah, I think he'd be into it. Like you got to buy me yeah. lunch, but I'll do it. I think he'd think it was fun. Mm-hmm. Sammy would be like skipping around the circle, like yes. just running around them happily. It's agitating. Well, we'll talk more about these ladies a little bit uh, yeah, later will. when we talk about our predictions. But right now I want to get to the highlight of the evening. So great. So dumb and so great. Um, the weirdest, like sort of uncanny valley moment Miz comes out as LA Knight. I mean, what I loved about one of the things I loved about this so much is that he obviously must have like borrowed all that stuff from LA Knight in order to wear yes. it. But he looked so much like him, but also just like weirdly off because he has like a different shaped head and like a different. It was yes. just so weird at first. I was like, what? It was wonderful. He did such a great job. I feel like there had to be at least a couple hundred people in attendance who spent that entire time convinced it was LA Knight. Because he really was convincing. He was great. And I think the promo that he did, I thought was really, really good. You know, I think this is the thing we forget about The Miz because he does a lot of these like non-wrestling promotional tasks, you know, and he's kind of this goof. But The Miz, you know, can go in the ring, maybe not at the same rate that some of the other people we enjoy, but he can. And he's amazing on the mic. Yeah, he really is. Gotta give it up for The Miz. He's very quick-witted. Mm-hmm. 
uh, yesterday, I think it was, on WWE's Instagram, they showed clips of The Miz dressing up as other wrestlers, and he came out <laughs> as The Rock, and The Rock, like, creeped me out. It was so weird looking, and then the John Cena one I thought was pretty funny, but I think yeah. LA Knight, or LA Knight is his crowning achievement. I really like that The Miz is like, I hate this guy, and I, I gotta face him. I'm gonna dress up like him. I know. Like, I didn't know That's this was a thing. Video. I never saw those other two, so I had no idea it was a thing that he does. I didn't remember it until I saw the post on Instagram. Oh, man. I hope he never stops doing it. Yes. Like, more. Please. More. I want him to be Austin Theory. <laughs> <laughs> I support that. Uh, I feel like he would make such fun of him. After this promo, we see the New Day versus the viking raiders and we're treated to matt and drew decorating the decorating the scene as they sit in their chairs and watch drew looks very grumpy and matt looks very sunshiny he thinks he's winning them over and it's like honey <laughs> honey oh. i know it's really uncomfortable to watch. i did love that uh matt riddle took notes on the back of drew's photo <laughs> pretty great like matt's dedicated to his craft right he wants to learn he's trying to improve he's spending a lot of time thinking about awesome group tag team nicknames and i feel like drew's really not adding anything like he's well, just so kind of is... riding possible coattails like matt riddle is working so hard to prove to drew mcintyre that he's worth being a tag team partner right Mm-hmm. But sooner or later, he's going to have to admit, like, Matt, is Drew worth your tag team partnership? Seriously. like, What does he bring to the table other than attitude and looking like a romance novel cover? Hmm? Hmm? <laughs> and a sword. He does have a sword, which is cool. I like that Matt suggests that they both get kilts. Yeah, like, he's trying to cater to Drew's interests, you know? He really is. So whilst he is a clingy boyfriend, he is trying to do good things. And Drew's just not into it. And like you said, he needs to say something. Shit or get off the pot, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Viking Raiders win this match. I feel like there's still a lot of like tag teams sort of like circling each other. Yes. In in the WWE. The chi- like Drew when Drew threw the chair, he threw it that so far, scared the shit out of me. Because I mean, when they showed it in replay, I saw it was okay, but like Xavier Woods like took the hit from the chair, but like mm-hmm. it straight up looked like it nailed him in the head. But he like well, you know blocked it, right? Like he threw the first one, and I was like, "That's so dangerous. I wish they wouldn't do stuff like that. Somebody's gonna get hurt." Mm-hmm. And then lo and behold. <laughs> Well, and then later we see Trish fucking throw a chair and hit Zoe right in the head with it. Like, people need okay. to stop throwing chairs. And then she kept throwing chairs. I, I can complain about that later. <laughs> she, she doesn't give a fuck. She's not here for your OSHA regulations. They don't have OSHA <laughs> in Canada. Okay. I'd like to move on from chair throwing. Is that okay with you? It's totally fine. Let's do it. I would like to move on from chair throwing into messy breakups where we see Finn bitching at Damien backstage. Just this is bitching messy. up a storm. 
And in the same way that I want Matt Riddle and Drew McIntyre to realize that it's not going to work out and just leave it alone. Like I want these two to kind of bicker and fight forever. It's really like, like Damien does not want Finn to have this new boyfriend. He hates no, it. Which I get it, right? Um I would like to see them bicker and fight forever. If it means though that Rhea doesn't have to step in like we talked about last week and play actual mommy. Yes, I just want to see them fight with each other, not cause her problems. Like, she needs to detach from this and just be like, well, as long as you can get it together when it's all of us doing something, I I don't care what you're doing. I really wonder how long this is going to go before Judgment Day implodes. Like, how long are they going to have this whole, like, Rhea with Dominic thing? Like, I'm just so curious. I wonder if we're building an argument where Finn's like, you know, JD is only helping, right? Like, he's helping us. He's helping us win matches. We treat him real bad, and he still helps us. But, like, Damien is just causing all these problems. He's being a dick. Yeah. No, that's not where my sympathy is live. Yeah. I suspect. My My sympathies will never lie with JD McDumbface. No, I get that. I get that. You you have a negative vibe there, and there's not much we can do to change it. I'm sorry. You don't have hey, to be. He's not maybe I'll end up loving him like I love Dom now. It's possible. Right? Maybe it's possible in wrestling. You have shown great capacity for growth. <laughs> um, so Rhea yells at them and once again tells them to get their shit together. Mm-hmm. I, I suspect that neither of them will get shit together. I, well, okay, here's the thing. I don't think Finn is capable of getting his shit together based on what we've seen from him in the last year. Yeah. Like, this feels like as together as as Finn gets. And, like, you know, it feels like Damien is much more justified in his critique. Yeah. But also, like, you know, if, if we approach this legalistically and logically, like, this dude did help you win a match you were probably going to lose and then you're, you're being a real dick so it's a it's a real uh, tempest in a teapot yeah he's really damien's got a lot of big feelings happening and i don't i think he needs a feelings wheel to be able to like really point to what's going on i think that's a and express idea. because i think he's got some jealousy i think he's got some feelings of inferiority Resentment. i think he's got some feelings of superiority resentment Mm -hmm. yeah exactly Mm -hmm. it's a lot this is um wrestling therapy is for girls i mean that's kind of a great concept (laughs) each week we solve a relationship drama in professional wrestling up next an aew episode cm punk and everyone (laughs) we're not qualified for that well, speaking of uh, really grumpy people with a lot of emotions. <laughs> That's a perfect intro for this. After this, a little bit after this, we see Imperium and we see Gunta, Gunta. doing his favorite, his, doing a promo from his favorite spot atop the announce desk. He loves it up there. He feels comfortable. It's like a bird on a perch. I think this is the first time, at least I have, I think this is the first time we've seen him this unhinged about somebody. 
I think he's doing a great job of showing that he's not just normal, like making fun of you pissed off that you're bothering him. Like Chad is under his skin. Yeah. He's freaking out about Chad. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I think they're doing a good bit of story building, good storytelling, because it's like, this isn't just a one-time match. Like they've been building up to this for a while. I mean, I guess it's been quite a few weeks at this point, and it just seems like Chad's Chad's the one, right? Chad's the one that's going to get to him. Does that mean Chad can win a payback? We'll talk about that when we talk about payback, payback predictions, I think. But they're going to wrestle. I guess they're not wrestling at payback. Sorry. They're going to no, wrestle they're gonna the championship do this on- next week. Which boggled my mind. I was like, why aren't we doing this at payback? Why? I mean, I don't know. They can't bump Becky and Trish again. No, I guess not. Although at this point, I'm like, we could just stop talking about that. Well, now I'm more interested in Zoe and Becky. I know. I know. Which I think was the goal all along, right? Was to kind of give Zoe this bump. But anyway, yeah. I mean, like, I'm... I think they've done a really good job building what we've been asking for for a while now, which are some sustained mid-card rivalries that aren't the main event, aren't always the star of the show, but are, like, interesting mm-hmm. and sustained. So, yeah, you know, I do really appreciate this. Do you think Chad's going to win? I really want Chad to win. I know everybody does. I, it's it's I really Cody feel effect. like Chad deserves it. Um, you know, I really like Chad, I know. but I feel like Dad is addicted to these record-breaking title reigns. Truly, I think so. And too. like Gunther's going to have to break two or three more before he can be unseated. Yeah, we'll see. Like I am open. I want to be wrong, but. Yeah, I do too. I know what you mean. Well, after his little foot stomping session, Chad um, <laughs> interrupts him, and then this turns into a match with Chad versus Ludwig. Mm-hmm. Um, again, another great match. Giovanni interferes and causes a disqualification. Screw you, Giovanni. Really, like, I was rooting for you. I felt bad that you were left behind, but at this point, you are on my shit list, dude. Yeah, I don't care about him. Go put on your <laughs> beard mascara. Get out of my Poor face. Poor Gio. Poor Gio. <laughs> I feel like if we were wrestlers, we would have the weirdest like promo insults. It'd be ter- Go put on your like, beard mascara. <laughs> we'd also like make each other laugh, which would probably be fine when we were a tag team. But when we broke up and faced each other, it would be an absolute disaster. <laughs> Um, I want to jump ahead to the next thing, which we see Seth meandering backstage without sopping wet hair. Yes. Interestingly enough. And he comes out on stage and he has a very, (sighs) his outfit was tickling my brain about, it reminded me of something, but I couldn't Mm -hmm. quite remember, but it was also very reminiscent of like some of the outfits I saw in the nineties of like this kind of like broad shouldered like waistcoat mm. like tapered at the waist button up and then like pleated pants yeah with like tapered leg it 
like there's do you remember tevin campbell i do remember tevin campbell i feel like in the video for round and round tevin campbell wore an outfit that's similar to what seth was wearing except it was like i think Mm -hmm. like khakis and like olives or something but that was the vibe it was giving me I can see that. I mean, I have to say this was one of my favorite Seth outfits. It wasn't that over the top, but it was still gloriously over the top at the same time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, would too. would a hundred percent wear it? Ten of ten. Yeah, he's great. He is great. So he's trying to talk. Shinsuke has a video interruption, <laughs> which I always love. Uh... And in this video, I'm going to bring it back to Rocky again. Oh my goodness. Everything seems to come back to Sylvester Stallone in this episode of Wrestling is for Girls. But I feel like they're really doing. Okay, you've seen Rocky Four, right? Again, no. (laughs) (laughs) Have you never never... seen any Rocky movies? I have seen part of the first one and I found it really uninteresting, but I will watch Rocky Four for you. I promise. And I know a little about it because you shared it with me. Rocky Four is incredible incredible anti-soviet propaganda like it's incredible so okay quick summary so that you understand what i'm talking about rocky faces this russian named ivan drago who they call ivan right because i know know. the gist yeah yeah okay so one of the most famous lines in the film is when ivan is like he's like i must break him and there is Shinsuke saying, I will break him. Okay. Mm-hmm. Also set against the backdrop of Shinsuke doing all this training stuff, which was like a whole ass montage in Rocky Four, a bunch of training montages of Ivan Drago. So I think you're stay tuned something. for my thesis <laughs> wherein I compare Rocky Four, the dynamics of the relationship between Rocky Balboa, Ivan Drago, and Shinsuke Nakamura, and Seth Rollins. I can't wait. I think it's fabulous. Anyway, Shinsuke I was really, really excited about that. He dropped some brutal, like, promises, not threats, you know? Like, mm-hmm. he was just being so straightforward. Like, <laughs> Becky's going to think of him every time she has to help Seth out of bed. <laughs> Seth will be able to walk his daughter down the aisle. I mean, it got it got rough. Uh, He's gonna just ruin Seth's life. I I love the I love the like declarations that wrestlers make in promos where they're like going to murder their opponent Mm -hmm. or going to just incapacitate them forever. Like I just it just delights me so bombastic i enjoy that a lot there's not i don't think they could get too bombastic for me i'm always like take it further push it further let's do it yeah yeah gonna eat your intestines you know just like really get into it Mm -hmm. gonna beat your family to death with your left arm after (laughs) i rip it off your body uh is there anything else you want to say about this situation we have going here well i uh one I, I love that like Seth and Shinsuke now go way back. Mm-hmm. That I'm like, since when, you guys? Since when? I know to where? Way back to where? <laughs> Two. I I love that Seth said yowie wowie at the beginning of the segment. 
Oh my god, I missed Yowie Wowie. He, he said Yowie Wowie to kick things off, and I was like, you are just getting away with it out here. I don't know. But third, you know, when Shinsuke comes out and attacks him from behind and is like, mm-hmm. you know, sort of threatening him and choking him out and kicks him in the head, I'm like, this is a very, like, the kind of laid back funny Shinsuke is not here right now. He's done. No. Yeah. My my goofy little prince is not around at the moment. So I know. I'm still I'm still here for it. I love Shinsuke. I, yeah, whatever is fine. I had a thought this week, and I feel kind of bad about it, but I want to share it with you. Okay. Again, this does not apply to me being at a wrestling show. At a wrestling show, it's a totally different situation. Watching on television, I'm tired of Seth's song. Hmm, that's interesting. I mean, I can definitely say if I was there in person, I would not be tired of it. Exactly. But I'm tired of hearing the people sing it for so long. I think... I think I get frustrated when other wrestlers are trying to talk Ugh. and the fans are like, we're going to sing now. And it's like, okay, I would love to hear the rest of the segment without you guys singing in the background. Yeah. It does feel like a beast that is out of control for sure. And maybe this is just because like, I'm like team Shinsuke at this point. So I'm just like, mm. fuck your song, Seth. Fuck your song. That's possible. Maybe. Maybe. You're switching <laughs> sides. <laughs> After this. After this, we see our faves, Sammy and KO backstage. They're tired. And Sammy is fired up. He's tired. He's tired of the judgment day. He's tired of their shit. Yeah. yeah. I like that he like said his thing and then paused and was like ko would you like to continue (laughs) kevin we'd like to hear from you now like equal airtime for both both friends and i love it so it turns out their match at payback is going to be a steel city street fight i thought when he said steel it was going to be a cage match me too i was like oh oh okay (laughs) yeah i know i was kind of like uh uh, okay i'm willing to go with it i was a little disappointed at first but i am excited it's also hard now right after that hardcore match on smackdown just to be like okay is this actually going to be some kind of street fight or are you guys just screwing with us like what's the deal i just want to know they're just gonna paint lines outside the ring so it looks like a street and that's it like that's as far as it's gonna go they're not gonna be doing anything bonkers just like what we're in the street there's like a random street lamp put in the ring, but that's it. There's nothing else. <laughs> um, I'm looking forward to this match. We'll talk about it a little bit more once we talk yes. payback picks. Definitely. After this, going to jump ahead a little bit. And we see Rhea doing a promo. Mm-hmm. What happens during this promo? Well, a lot of things happen. Um, <laughs> You know, there's some sapphic vibes. Mm-hmm. And uh, then Rhea absolutely gets her shit rocked by Raquel. And More then uh, she rocks Rhea's shit, or Rhea rocks her shit right back. I mean, it's, they fight. They, they do fight. They I fight. feel like, I feel like ultimately Raquel is kind of like the winner of this little. Raquel gets the upper hand for sure. Scrap. Now. Yeah. Here's my question. 
Would you call this momentum? I don't. I have complicated feelings about that right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would typically call this. I'd say that Raquel has really had a lot of the momentum mm-hmm. ever since she got her leg brace off. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, to be fair, Wade Barrett does say that no one can manhandle Rhea like Raquel and God bless. I think that's true, but yeah, it, it does feel like Raquel is like driving the bus right now, which is dangerous going into a pay-per-view in my old timey view. Yeah. That's why I like to bring it up. If I were doing sound effects, there'd be like an echo when I say momentum. <laughs> Momentum, momentum, momentum. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we'll talk about that again a little bit more when we, see, we get to our payback picks. But before we get to our payback picks, we have main event of the evening on Raw. Again, as Abigail mentioned earlier, it was a great week for women's wrestling because it wasn't, there was no bullshit. Like, mm-hmm. it was just like wrestling matches. And tonight we had, on, on Raw, we had, um, uh, Becky versus Zoe in a Falls Count Anywhere match, which I haven't seen one of those in a long time, so that was fun. Yeah, it's true. I already mentioned Zoe getting hit in the face with a chair. I felt really bad for her. Yeah, uh, speaking of people getting their shit rocked, <laughs> I mean, this match had it all. <laughs> like like the pause that happened was just like, yes, so uncomfortable. Like, oh. and Trish, you could tell, was just like, oh, I'm so sorry, so sorry. I'm so sorry. Um, I, I don't know what happened to me there. I just, you know, I'm not about all this danger, but here we are. I'm just going to continue to throw these chairs in your direction. However, I'll what? keep them a little bit over to the right. I was just like, Trish, why are you still throwing them? Why are you still throwing them? Stop it. You don't have to do it. There was also a great part after that where Zoe's just kind of like stomping around the ring, stepping on chairs and moving them two or three inches. And I'm like, you got your bell rung, didn't you? <laughs> like, you need a moment yeah that that sucks yeah i hope they checked on her after that match because whoa um i'm sure they did anytime there's a pile of chairs and someone has to land on that pile of chairs as though we had to land on that pile of chairs i just oh it's gotta be so horribly painful it has to hurt in so many places all at once i can't imagine because there's so many like pointy parts on those chairs so it's not Mm -hmm. like you're landing on one like solid piece object it's like lots of little bits that are just stabbing into you at different spots it's probably like when you run into like the edge of a shelf or something and like the corner digs into you yeah but like in six or seven places at once (laughs) and you never recover you never recover what did you think of this match? I thought it was great. Mm-hmm. Um, it was so nice to see lady wrestlers taking the spotlight, having the kind of match that I know they can all put on. Um, you know, I feel like everyone was real indifferent to their own welfare when Trish did that uh, bulldog on Becky and off. I think it was off the announced desk, just absolutely destroyed her ass. Yeah. That was rough. I mean, like, I yeah. don't know. I I really enjoyed this one. I think it brought some of the fun back to this rivalry. But like you said, that feels more interesting between Zoe and Becky. So I don't know. 
I feel like Trish regularly like just completely disregards her own health when she's wrestling. I mean, I think to be a wrestler is to regularly disregard your own health. Yeah, that's true. I mean, she just goes for it. Yeah. Well, and I wonder, I wonder if a certain amount of that is like, you know, is this the last time she's going to do this? So she's like, well, yep. Can we, she knows what wrestling people expect or what fans expect. Right. Can we talk about the very end of this match? Yeah. So where uh, Zoe accidentally takes out Trish (laughs) and she makes this incredible, like shocked Pikachu face. Uh-huh. And then it pans over to Becky and she is making a different version of the same face. So they're just both like, oh, amazing. <laughs> so, really I like cracked up. Oh, beautiful. It was really great. I, I really enjoyed this match. Like I thought I was going to be kind of bored and I wasn't bored, which was great because I love watching Becky wrestle. But like lately, yes. I feel like it's been a chore. Mm-hmm. And it was just like so much fun and i i hope that the match at payback is this much fun yes um if this had been a match at a pay-per-view like it would have fit right in so we'll see what happens but i have high hopes i was thinking about like i was like man they're doing all this shit to their bodies and they have to do this again on saturday i'm like well i guess it's monday (laughs) some time to sort of heal up (laughs) like lay in an ice bath until saturday morning did you see there was a little they showed a clip after on um i think it was on the wwe instagram i saw it this morning of becky talking to the crowd after that after that man no i didn't see it i didn't see she it. told this really sweet story um so she had on a bray armband and like at the end of the match she held it up so she had a really yeah. she told this really sweet story about her first tables match and how she had no idea what she was doing like no clue and she said wyndham w- was like the only person that was like do you know how to do this like do you know how to put a table together and she's like, no, I have no idea what I'm doing. So he like showed her how to put the table together. Cause she's like, the table is actually really hard to put together guys. Like it doesn't look like it, but it is. Yeah. And he like showed her how to put it together and he like worked with her that day. And it was just like a really, really kind story about him. I loved it. That's really lovely. Yeah. And it, it does seem like that's just the guy he was. So yeah, that was a nice little tribute. Yeah, it's nice that we get to hear those things. It is. Um, so that is the end of Raw. Would you like to transition into our payback picks? I am so ready. All right. So ready for this. So payback is this coming Saturday. And we're going to start with the match of uh, Rhea versus Raquel. Who's your pick? Uh, this is a tough one. Um, I want it to be Raquel for a couple of reasons. One, I really like Raquel Rodriguez, but two, Rhea's championship reign has been really disappointing and not because of Rhea. 
right? Like we don't get to see her in the ring that much. She's no. always babysitting these stupid dudes. Mm -hmm. It's largely about like how funny it is with her and Dominic, which I will give you, they are hilarious together. But like, I would love for this to end so she could go back on that, like the challenger position and maybe mm -hmm. wrestle more and be more fun. So that's I, like, I really don't think she will lose, but I would love to see her lose. I chose Rhea. I, but I think you're absolutely right about everything you said. I'm tired of her being a decoration. Like, mm -hmm. she's a fucking good wrestler. Let's have her wrestle, yes. please. Like, we said it before. I'll say it again. The reason <laughs> we like Rhea Ripley is not just because she cuts a good promo. It's not just because she's cool. It's because of what she does in the ring. And, like, you're taking mm -hmm. that away. Mm-hmm. I've seen a couple um, clips of her at like house shows where she doesn't have on all her like Rhea Ripley makeup. Mm -hmm. And it's so funny because she looks so young. <laughs> like, yeah. She's just a and baby. She is, young. she is young. It's just so funny because you're like, she's like this, like she's so great with her character. Like you said, like she becomes this hulking, like monstrous human. Mm -hmm. But like, that's what I love about her is like, this like larger than life person and we don't get to see that enough such a bummer so i'm really hoping this match is just like bonkers mm -hmm. that's my dream right is that we go back to that kind of intensity that Rhea and charlotte had at wrestlemania yes oh that was magical and i never got to see it but these two apparently had a hell of a rivalry in nxt so yeah i know i missed out on all of that history so i mean we have the groundwork i'm waiting for Rhea to use a line that she yelled at someone else who clearly she doesn't have the same relationship with as she does with raquel which is you mean nothing to me hurtful hurtful i'm ready for hurtful. that level of interaction between these two yes like let's make it fan fiction let's make it painful <laughs> I always want to make it fan fiction. Amen. <laughs> uh, new t-shirt. Look for it in stores. Wrestling is for girls. Make it fan fiction. Mm -hmm. So many good ideas and we never write them down. Okay. Oh. Next match. KO and Sammy versus Damien and Finn in a Steel City street fight. This is a tough one. Um... I am picking KO and Sammy to win. Okay. But I feel like the narrative possibilities of Damien and Finn being stuck with each other as champions would be amazing. So it is a championship match. Yes. Okay. Yes. Somehow along the line, I missed that, but I think that would be amazing as well. Right? Oh, force together <laughs> in the, in their uh, get along gang t-shirt like we saw on instagram uh, <laughs> on finn balor's instagram account that's so ridiculous i love that <laughs> so you're choo who are you choosing then who's your i'm choosing one? ko and sammy out of loyalty okay. but i mean i do yeah. want them to retain i love them together i don't want them to break up as a tag team so i know i, I feel like we retain. haven't had enough of them yes agreed do i ever feel like we'll have enough of them though i don't know 
I also chose Ko and Sami just because they are my heart faves. Um, but you're right. The idea of Finn and Damien forever entwined is hilarious. I'm going to go back to something I proposed earlier. Damien can cash in that money in the bank any way he wants. Mm-hmm. So like he could technically like maybe they lose the match, but then like they give Sammy and KO the beat down like the whole judgment day and he cashes in with Finn as a show of like good faith. Yeah. Has that ever happened? Anything like that? Like, I, have you ever seen someone cash in in a tag match to take tag titles away? No, I feel like Austin Theory is the only person who used it for anything other than like, you know, undisputed world heavyweight champ, anything like that. Yeah, that would be really crazy. That and would then be super fun. It could be like twist on twist on twist, right? Like they lose, they cash in you know they're about to do it and then jd mcdonough and finn turn on damien costing him his money in the bank opportunity like there would be so <sighs> many swerves to do with this but oh, i would be so angry you could feel my rage at your house from mine if that happens absolutely well we'll, we'll have to that's see a great idea let's put that in this week's letter to dad dear dad as usual, Abigail has amazing storyline ideas. You need to listen. Dad, you, the first one is free. The rest are going to cost you. We've been giving him first ones free for a really long time, though. So I think it's time to start paying, Dad. You're right. You're right. It's time Enough for of this to... freelance horse shit. It's time for capitalism to take the reins. I agree. Exactly. Capitalism take the wheel. <laughs> All right. After this, we have Becky and Trish. I think it's got to be Becky. It's got to be Becky. Right? That's what I think. It's got to be Becky, right? They've got to yeah, fucking I, end this. <laughs> this is like, this is tale as old as time. Trish is, Trish is among the best of her era. Becky is yeah. among the best of her era. And it's got to be Becky. Or some like young whippersnapper like Zoe's going to come in and fuck it all up because Zoe wants to be the best of her era. I suppose that's true. Just causes a disqualification. <laughs> mm -hmm. That I mean, that's absolutely. I mean, I love they always do this thing like, well, there can't be any interference because it's a steel cage match. It's like, have you ever seen a steel cage match before? I'm just asking. I I have like every single fucking steel cage match I think I've ever seen. There's been interference by somebody. Tons of interference. Like you guys are so full of shit. <laughs> Has anyone ever brought, I, they must have at some point, someone must have like run down with like wire cutters or whatever to cut I a little believe, hole in the steel cage. Yes, that someone did come with bolt cutters to cut the chain that holds it shut. But at have they ever once. cut out the cage part? Oh, like, you no, know, like, I, don't think, I don't think anyone's ever cut out a hole in the cage. So maybe this is the time. Maybe you'll get to see amazing. it. would be amazing. It would be pretty good. Like, like, what is Zoe Stark doing? And she's just determinedly working nobody stops they're like what what is she doing there they just keep asking instead of doing anything about it like she's cut it in the <sighs> shape of a maple leaf in tribute to trish it's really nice it's really thoughtful it would be amazing um okay so we're both on the becky train for this one next yes. we have seth versus shinsuke for the championship i get the vibe that seth needs to take some time off 
I am voting Shinsuke on this one for the same reason. I think we need a way for Seth to disappear. I mean, it just feels out of fucking nowhere, this whole back thing, like out of nowhere. Yeah. So, yes. I also, I feel like this heel version of Shinsuke has been so much fun. Mm -hmm. Like, let's roll with this for a while. Let's enjoy it. I know. I love it. It's really attractive. It's very it is fun. really attractive. I agree. I like Love evil villain. Villains are for girls. I don't always love his outfits. Like his weird, like rubbery looking outfits don't always work. Like the red one. Fair. I'm not a huge fan of the red one. I like the black one, but. The jumpsuits are my favorite. No. The thing he wore on Raw, I really liked. He had like some kind of like sort of unique yeah. looking shirt and like a jag is good. I liked it spouse thought that maybe he missed a button on his shirt when he was buttoning because it was all like janky looking i thought that would be really cute seems possible <laughs> all right team shin team shin all the way penultimate match austin theory versus Rey mysterio for the uh u.s championship i am so in the weeds on this i don't know what to believe okay. i i want ray to retain yeah I would love if like this was the moment of like a Santos heel turn and they have some kind of rival just because I don't want Austin Theory anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that happening and it make me sad because I love their friendship. I don't want LWO to break up. I don't want Santos to be a heel, but I don't want this to stagnate. And I also don't Mm -hmm. want Austin Theory to regain the title. I'm so sick of him. Mm-mm. And like I love Rey Mysterio, but he cannot hold that title forever. So no, and I, I do not love this thing where it's like we're gonna bring back somebody who was a big deal when you were 19 years old. It's like that's not a sustainable practice. No, it's not, and it keeps happening. Like I appreciate, mm-hmm. like I understand it gets ratings. Like I get yes. that, Dad. I understand that you have to really kind of pay attention to that stuff, but like. I don't know. Maybe invest some time in the new folks or the current folks. Just it doesn't. It doesn't matter how much I like the person. It always ends up kind of muddled. Like, what has Edge been doing? Yeah, you know, like I love Edge, but what was Edge doing? And like, I love Ray in this kind of like leader of the LWO thing, but I'm not. I don't think he needs a championship right now. So, no, I agree. I'm with you on uh, that anybody other than austin theory so i am supporting ray mysterio <laughs> in this contest me too i am with you maybe damien damien maybe dominic will come in and do something maybe <gasps> he can't leave it alone <sighs> maybe he'll just cause a disqualification possibly i'm fine with that if it means austin theory doesn't get the title Fuck for real all right well Last but not least, perhaps our favorite match. I don't know. I'm just saying that. We have LA Knight, yeah, versus The Miz. If it's not Los Angeles Knight, what are we doing? What are we doing? It's got to be Los Angeles. It's got to be, right? It's got to be. Like, are they going to draw this out? I don't see them drawing this out. I don't even, I mean, I, I guess that would be entertaining, but I still, I don't think that LA Knight needs to lose for that to happen. Yeah. 
and I just I think he needs his his first big break, you know, not outside of the Slim Jim Battle Royal. Yeah, he really likes to win these product placement matches. He needs a non-sponsored moment. Yeah, although he didn't win the Bray Wyatt match, did he? The pitch he black. Didn't. No, I don't okay. believe he did. I think he ran away in fear. <sighs> yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready for Los Angeles to take his place. Mm-hmm. I feel like they could call it something like some kind of weird California bout or something because they're both <laughs> in the Hollywood area, I guess. Oh. You could do it, LA. You could do it. I think this one will be fun, but ultimately I would like to see LA Knight yeah. take home top honors. Well, those are all of our picks. Was there anything else you wanted to talk about tonight regarding this week in wrestling? I guess just that payback kind of snuck up on me. (laughs) And I also keep seeing the things about how like Cody Rhodes is going to be a guest on the Grayson Waller effect at payback. And I'm like, is that the best thing we could be doing with either of them? Like maybe it'll transition into them fighting or something. I don't know. Uh, maybe fucking nix that segment and put gunter versus chad in there yes like i would much rather as much as i love cody i would much rather sacrifice that spot to gunther and chad do you think it's really just like we've got to have cody on fucking everything so we've got to figure out a way to put him in i don't know i maybe i mean it's they could like just people... have him do commentary <laughs> absolutely he could just come out and literally talk about how he took his car to the car wash and then he put together a slip and slide for his kid and he just started watching this new series and yeah it came out like three years ago but it's really good and people would be like yes it wouldn't matter you know like just wheel him out and don't involve grayson this story would start out where he's like in the ring he's like when i was nine (laughs) my dad took me to a car wash And I'd never been. And I was so excited because it was the kind that you drove through. And as we're driving, (laughs) it would just be that. He's like, I thought of that day today when I drove through the car wash here in, you know, Memphis, Tennessee. (laughs) Payback town. And it would, there would be like a wise story. Like he'd be like, I wanted to get out of the car and run through the water. And my father reached over and grabbed the door handle and was like, son, a wise man never gets wet in an artificial downpour. And I have, I've carried that with me. He'd make it sound profound, but then at the end you'd be like, what the hell did he just say? (laughs) I I love it. And he'd say something about cowboys because he loves cowboys. He does love cowboys. Bless him. Well, thanks for joining us for another episode of Wrestling is for Girls. Come say hi to us on the platform formerly known as Twitter at WIF Girls Pod. And remember, if someone tells you you have a lot of momentum, go back to bed. Nothing good can come of it. <laughs>